Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and self-awareness. What is self-awareness? With us in our virtual studio is Dr. Ari Tuckman. Uh, before we get into the meeting show, we want to, um, to thank um, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, better known as CHAD, for, um, for bringing this episode to you. Um, celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free copies of Attention Magazine to get yours. Listen to our show. We will share a secret word a few times, write it down. Uh, listen to another show uh, for a secret word, write it down, and send me an email with both words. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Uh, when we get the email, we'll forward to Chad. We will, uh, they will then, then send you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and then a PDF copy of the next edition when it's produced. Um, again, this is being brought to you by Chad. We've got a little tip that we're going to air, and uh, we'll get into the show. Are you looking for podcasts that provide practical information, insightful tips, and strategies for managing ADHD? Chad's ADHD 365 and All Things ADHD podcast will keep you updated on the latest trends, recommendations, and revelations about ADHD. Chad's podcasts will hold your attention while keeping you informed. Subscribe for free and start listening today. Visit chad.org slash podcast. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, let's get into our show. We have one of our favorite guests today, Dr. Ari Tuckman. Um, I've been studying self-awareness for a period of time, and I really the, the purpose of the show is to bring your awareness to self-awareness. Um, uh, from what I understand, it's a solid predictor of success. And so, uh, again, we want to delve into that a little bit and kind of like kind of bring some awareness to self-awareness. Real quickly, Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of four books, including his newest one, ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationship. He's a frequent speaker and uh, has given more than 400 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's a former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current conference co-chair. More information is available on him at www.adultadhdbook.com. And with that, Dr. Tuckman, welcome to the show. As always, it's a pleasure to hang out with you. Uh, there's certain topics I can only do with you, and, and this is one of them. Um, you know, I've been really digging into Dr. Russell Barkley's construct of looking at ADHD as an executive function, and you know, he talks about uh, 
think of executive function, invisible, but six thinking tools. The first one is self-awareness that, that human beings have that animals don't. And with self-awareness, you can get self-restraint. Then the layers build on top with visual working memory, uh, uh, nonverbal working memory, emotional self-regulation, play with information in their mind. And to me, all that stuff is great, but without self-awareness, you really kind of can't manage yourself. And it's a, it's a real issue for people with ADHD. Um, I'm sure you've experienced it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think just awareness in general, right? If you're not aware of what's happening, if you're not aware of what the problem is, that's sort of the end of the story, right? Like yep. game over. Yep. Um, so, you know, being aware is really where it begins. So just, you know, it's like a simple example. If it's one of those things like, oh man, I got to leave at 2.15. If you're not aware of the fact that it's now 2.13, 2.14, 2.15, 2.16, 17, 18, 2.50, <laughs> right? Like if you're not even aware of the time, then, you know, that's the end. Um, as opposed to if you set an alarm for 2.15, it doesn't guarantee you actually do anything, but at least now you're like, yep. now you got a shot at it, um, which sort of, I, I feel compelled to tell this funny story. I used to run this ADHD adult support group through Northern Virginia, Chad, back in the day. And we had this guy in the group and he would get stuck working on his computer at night. So mm -hmm. he said, yeah. So I did this thing, like I, I set a timer on the light switch. So at like 11 PM, all the lights would go out and everyone's like, wow, that's great. And he's like, yeah. And you know, then I got really good at working in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, it wasn't the complete solution, but it was definitely the start of yep. a solution. Right. So like yep. we, we always retain the ability to make terrible choices. Right. So that that's always going to be true, but at least then it's a choice. Right, because yep. without awareness, there's no choice. So at least if click all the lights go out, then he knows I am now deciding to keep working, mm -hmm. or potentially I decide to say that's enough and go up to bed. So so yeah, it, it all begins with awareness. And everybody, this is going to be one of those shows where it's a very simple concept. I think we're going to end up telling lots of stories. I'm going to start sharing what I think some of the obstacles are and some of the narratives that are going on inside your head. So um, just realize that this is to create awareness around awareness and kind of what's, what can be kind of getting in the way. Because to me, part of awareness with ADHD really is a demarcation. There's people who know a lot about ADHD, um, but they don't own it. And sometimes, as I say, owning your ADHD and being aware of yourself is like living in a paradox, realizing that you might should do something, but being aware that you're not going to do something and then make an alternative. So, for example, yeah. um, I have dyslexia, and spelling is just horrible for me. And I became aware of it, and I just said, listen, I'm not – it's too much effort for me to do this. It's, it's a negative impact on my life. I'm just going to let it go. I should be able to spell, and I should spend the time, but I'm not going to. And I let it go, and it's been freeing ever since. And, and that is one of those things that, that I think is difficult about self-awareness because sometimes you have to look at yourself, and you have to be brutally honest with yourself, which is really, really yeah. difficult. So – um, personally, I think emotions have a lot to play with self-awareness. What are your thoughts on that? I think absolutely they do. And, you know, uh, I did this presentation once I, that I called, what are your favorite lies? Yes. And, you know, I'll talk to clients about it as well in that, you know, so awareness is, there's the cognitive level of just intellectually, like being aware or not aware of something, but there's also the emotional level of kind of can we 
you know, be brutally honest with ourselves. So, you know, the sort of classic example is, oh, I don't have to write that down. I'll just remember it. You know, like, well, is that actually true? You know, or is it a thing of, is it more accurately? I don't feel like writing it down. I probably uh -huh. should. I'm aware of the fact that if I don't, I'm probably going to forget it. But at the moment, I don't feel like writing it down. And, you know, so the gist of my presentation, you know, I don't care if you write it down or not, not that I actually get to vote on what you do, but, um, but I don't care if you write it down. I just want you to be honest about it. So if, if you're saying, I don't have to write it down, I'll still remember it, right? That's the lie because like, mm, maybe, but probably not. History tells us. Um, on the other hand, if you say, look, I don't feel like writing it down. I'm willing to take the hit. I might forget it, whatever. I'm okay with that. That is fine. Like I can totally respect that. Um, you know, which is really kind of like when you said, screw it with spelling, you're like, yeah. I'm not making myself crazy. Like, good. Awesome. Like I, I totally respect that because you recognize the, the value gained of more things spelled, right. Isn't worth the yep. angst yep. of making it happen. So like, you'll take the hit fine. It's funny because, you know, I've become self-aware that when I have a thought or idea that if I don't do something with it, um, it's gone. And so I have a, I carry my cell phone literally everywhere I go. And a lot of times when I have a thought or idea, I'll just email it to myself because I work a yeah. lot and it goes to my inbox and I've got a system to take care of it. And literally, if I'm, if I'm in a conversation, I'll say, everybody, excuse me a second, because I got to capture because I'm self-aware enough that if I have that idea, I'm, I'm not going to remember it if it doesn't happen. A lot of people with ADHD, they'll, they'll have that, oh, my God, I forget a lot, but they don't have the awareness in that moment to actually do something about it. They'll, they yeah. will tell themselves a story that they're going to remember mm -hmm. it later. So sometimes there's this, this narrative that goes on inside the head. And it's interesting to me how some people aren't even conscious of that narrative. Yeah. Um, well, so I think that I think there's actually two things that are happening there when you're emailing, right? The one is the awareness of, wow, I probably won't remember this mm -hmm. or even more, you know, subtly, I don't want to take the risk of not mm -hmm. remembering it. Even if it's 90% likely I will, I don't want to take that 10%. So it's being aware of it. But I think it's also um, being comfortable with the social impact, you mm -hmm. know, that somebody might look at you and say, man, that's weird. Why is he stopping the conversation to email this to himself, right? <laughs> or whatever crazy insecurities we all might have, right? So like, so it's, it's being aware of that part, but again, being willing, you know, like, or maybe deciding mm, this isn't the time and place. Yeah. I think I'm going to just take my chances. Um, so, so again, it's about kind of making conscious, intentional choices about these things. It, 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 this is everybody already, Ari's like, he gives his time to the community. He's been putting on the International Conference for ADHD, I think, for the fourth or fifth year. And, you know, Ari, you go to those things, and there's like a thousand people that know you. You know, I said a thousand to one, right? And you remember <laughs> them. And when I go to those conferences, just because of some things I'm involved with, people know who I am. But when I meet somebody for the first time, like, I don't have a really good recall with a face. And literally, I'll tell people, hey, listen, what's your name? And I tell them in the front side, don't be offended if I ask your name yeah. for 50 times. In fact, I have a hard time remembering my name because I'm going to set the stage right there to take the pressure off to, so that I'm, I'm not, I could kill myself trying to do that. And I'm just going to basically say, this is a scoop. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying to make that adjustment to give yeah. myself permission to it. And I'll even say, have I met you before? And what do we say? Because sometimes I'll have a conversation with somebody two years that's really intimate and I can't remember what's going on, but I just acknowledge that on the front side because I've accepted, 
I should remember that type of stuff, but I'm just not going to. And I adjust it appropriately. I'm comfortable with that. Some people aren't. But again, I just give that as an example of yeah. just having the self-awareness and kind of own it. Well, and I think that, you know, what's happening there is that you're recognizing that the option of I will remember everybody's name, not an option, yep. like throw that one away. So you're basically left with two other options. One is what you do, which is just put it out there. And yep. then it's kind of like it ain't a problem. And by the way, if it is a problem for someone, I think it speaks more to their issues and yep. insecurities and grandiosity yep. or whatever than it does about you. Right. So like that's on yep. them um, or other option of how to handle it is to fake it, which let's, let's be honest. I don't think <laughs> you're a man of many talents. I'm guessing acting isn't one of them. Right. No, it's not. It's not. Right. They're going to see through it. And not yep. only will they realize you don't know their name, but you're kind of being an asshole for faking it. Right. Yep. So it's like you're adding insult to injury. So you're just, you're taking that part out of the equation and you're just saying, here, this is a problem that isn't a problem, right? I don't remember your name, but that's cool. Like, here we go. Let's do this. So, so it's kind of making the best of the situation as it is yep. rather than pretending it's going to be something else and rather than trying to convince someone unconvincingly <laughs> that it's something else. Absolutely. Uh, we need to go to a break here in a second, but before we go, I'm going to tell a, a true story of a self-awareness thing that uh, for out there, we talk about self-awareness, but these are real, these are live stories. So I'm coaching an individual one time who had been in the rehab twice for marijuana and they were out and I'm coaching them one day. And I said, you know, I'm, are you high right now? And the person says, well, yeah. And they immediately follow it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. And I said, what do you mean you don't like it? Like, I don't like it. I said, does somebody got a baseball bat or a gun to your head right now? I mean, like, why? No, no, I really, really don't like it. I'm like, you don't. <laughs> then why are you doing it? Like, if I, somebody's swinging at me with a baseball bat, I'm going to stop it. Like, if I don't like it, I'm, I'm not going to eat something I don't like. Like, what? Oh, well, my roommate leaves it out. And they're like, okay, well, why get another one? Well, she can't drive. I got to take her to work. And all of a sudden, there was the dogs and the rent and this huge story that was defending her. And I'm like, well, listen, I don't care what it is, but it just seems to me if you don't like it, then you wouldn't be doing it. Anyway, fast forward a week later, I call it. She calls up and I go, are you high again? She says, yeah. I'm like, I really don't like it. It's like Groundhog. They're having the same conversation. I was like, they got a gun to your head again? Well, no, 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 no. We're, we're talking on about this. And I'm like, if you don't like it, why are you doing it? And she goes, well, oh, I guess because it feels good. I go, okay. And I'm like, on we go. And she's like, well, aren't you supposed to? Like, no, I don't, I don't care. I just, you're, you're telling me you don't like it, but you're doing it. And it was kind of cool because in that moment, that she actually said that she did it because she liked it. A week later, I get the, I got to wrap up coaching because I voluntarily checked myself into rehab. Mm. The other two times she had been goaded to go into it. And this is just a, an example of a story that they tell is that, oh, are you really aware you're doing it? Because you actually really, really enjoy it. Because in that moment that you're aware of it and you're aware of the narrative around you, you can actually then do something about it. Whereas if you're caught in that story, and you're not aware of it, I think it's difficult to do something about it. So, yeah, well, I think I, what happened is you shifted it right before that shift happened. She saw her smoking as as basically being at somebody else's, you know, being yep. caused by somebody else's yep. actions. Right. Her roommate left it out. What choice yep. do I have? Yep. Um, or the reason not to do it is because you don't think she should do it. Right. And what she got was the self-awareness, which is, wait a second, 
I'm making the choice here. Like, this is me. I might be split on how I feel about it, but this is really me. And that's the thing that yep. shifted. It was that awareness that changed for absolutely. her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taylor, we're going to go to a break real quick. Um, everybody, our secret word tonight is Ari. Um, we've had him on so many times, and I got so many secret words banned. So our secret <laughs> word is Ari. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to uh, our our. our our show of awareness around rest. Before the break, um, I gave out the secret word, but I forgot. You need to go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. He's got tons of stuff, podcast books, speaking lectures. He's like, he's everything of ADHD. So go check that out. Um, See, I think, I think you had to use my name as the secret word because you've had so many episodes. <laughs> there aren't any words left in the dictionary. <laughs> That's probably right. See, it's funny. As an aside, I've got a lot of awareness. The, the, the podcast interviews I remember because they're so long, I think there's like 600 of them there out in the on my video channel. I think there's 350 or four. And because they're only three or four minutes, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the ones. I'm like, people are like, dude, you've done this one before. Anyway, just a side thing. Right. But, the um, next, week, next week, the secret word is going to be aardvark. We're sorry about <laughs> the beginning. Touche, touche. Um, I got another story that I want to tell about self-awareness, and I want to lead into one of, one of my concepts with regard to this. And I'm dealing with a professional who comes to me at one point in time and says, I, I'm not getting out of bed. Can you coach me to get out of bed? And invariably, whenever I'm, I'm coaching this, I'm, you know, well, you're having a hard time. Get up when you're going to bed. And they're not going to bed till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because they're up watching TV. And I said, well, you know, what would it be like if we took the TV out of your bedroom? Because that's where, no, 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 can't do that. So, she gets to the point where she negotiates. She just can put her remote control away in the other room. It's fine. So I don't hear about it. Like a month later, I need you to coach me to get out of bed. Well, what happened? I thought we took the remote out. Well, it's kind of back in. So we're having the same conversation. What do you think about taking the TV out? No, no, no. I'll just take the remote out. A couple of weeks later, I get a phone call. I need help getting out of bed. I'm not getting into the office till like 11 o'clock. Now, this is a professional organization. She runs the organization. So everybody's dependent on her. And I said, what would it be like if you took the TV out of the room? And I swear to God, remember, she wants coaching because she's not getting to work till 11 o'clock in the morning. Her response is, no, that would have too much of a negative impact on my lifestyle. And I said, all right, so you want me to coach you to get up before 11 o'clock, but you're not going to bed till 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and taking a TV out would be too much of a negative impact on your lifestyle. Literally, I'm repeating the words back to her, and it's just going right up. She's just totally not getting this. So finally, she takes her remote out again. So like a couple weeks later, she it's the same thing. And I go, so finally, she takes the TV out. And this is interesting. Her party words was, I wonder what's going to replace it. So the TV mm-hmm. goes out. She sleeps for a couple weeks. 
And then I get, hey, I need it. And it turns out now Hulu's on her phone in bed. Um, at least she had the self-awareness that something was going to kind yeah. of come back. But I think that that's another illustration of the stories that they tell each other. And, you know, Ari, I'm leading this into, because when I take a look at executive functions, self-awareness, self-restraint, all that type of stuff, the one one that comes up that seems to me makes logical sense is emotion. To be self-aware is to confront yourself, to confront your thoughts, your beliefs, et cetera, and accept them for what they are. And that's very, very threatening. And if you think of emotions and threatening, you can really see that fight, flight, or freeze response. So I think there's an emotional response that we have when we are really looking in the mirror at what Dr. Barkley called the mind mirror. And sometimes there's an emotion that you don't want to admit that you actually like smoking the weed or you actually like watching the TV. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think so. First of all, kudos to this client for having <laughs> self awareness when she was like, "I wonder what's going to replace it." Right? Like that was that was a great moment of self awareness. Um, and you know, lo and behold, she rather recently found a replacement. But but at least I still think it's progress, right? Yep. Because now we have a little bit clearer picture on what's going on. And I think that when it comes to self-awareness, there's the self-awareness in the abstract, you know, at 4 p.m., you know, I should really not watch TV <laughs> at 2 a.m., right? Like, yep. oh, tomorrow I'm going to eat a lot of celery, I'm going to floss my teeth, and I'm going to run 10 miles. <laughs> um, and then there's, but there's also the self-awareness of knowing, will I do the right thing in that moment, right? And this is, I think, where some of that, so yep. the I think the emotions in the abstract of it is hard for me to make good choices at 2 a.m. is different than, uh, or it's a little bit easier, I think. And the challenge is in that heat of the moment, will I make the right choice? And, you know, I kind of, I come back to a lot of, maybe it's because my first clinical rotation was with a, in a substance abuse setting, mm -hmm. but I, I think a lot about sort of AA and how alcoholics approach not drinking when it comes to folks with ADHD managing distractions, right? So if you're an alcoholic and you don't want to have a drink, don't go to the bar, right? Yes, the, yes. the place to not have a drink is way easier at home or in the road or in the parking lot and is much harder inside the bar in front of the bartender. So, um, sort of kind of remove yourself from the temptation. The reason why alcoholics don't go to the bar is they have the self-awareness of if I'm in a bar, the odds go way up that I'm going to get it, have yeah. a drink. And if I stay at home or I go to that restaurant that doesn't serve alcohol, the odds are much lower. So it's some of it is that self-awareness of our future self. Um, or, you know, I got that big report on Friday morning and here it is now on Monday um, the self-awareness of knowing if I wait till Thursday, I'm going to freaking hate it. And my partner is going to yell at me and I'm going to mm -hmm. feel bad that I don't see the kids for dinner and whatever. So the self-awareness of being able to see the future coming, yep. which is usually the easiest part, even for folks with ADHD, that's the easy part, yep. but it's that making yourself on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, kind of that self-awareness of knowing if I do something different now, I'll have a different situation later. Um, but I think there's also, there's a thing here, uh, <clears throat> so I've got two clients, two different stories, but sort of say the same thing that, um, which of course then I should probably only tell one, but, um, I had a client who, you know, was spending a lot of time on Facebook. So she was aware of that. Like she knew, um, so she deleted the Facebook app off her phone 
And then she comes back the next week and is like, holy crap, I cannot believe how much more time I have now that I, right? Like, yes, so, yes, yeah, yeah. So like that was part of it is that I think if you had asked her, I swear your honor, stack of Bibles hooked up to a lie detector, she would have said, I don't know, I spent like an hour or two maybe or something, right? And lo and behold, if you actually put a stopwatch on it and you add in all those little tiny bits and pieces, it was a lot more than that. Yes. She was genuinely not aware. She wasn't lying to herself. She wasn't lying to me. She absolutely thought it was much less than it was. Yep. I, um, I, I, I run into that frequently where, you know, I'm, I'm like, it's the self-awareness, like you need a routine. We actually go through their day in a routine type format. And, you know, I've had, I got somebody right now unanswered from five o'clock to two o'clock in the morning. It's not there. When we put a screen time on seven hours a day on the phone at night and they're like, they're not able to do everything. They want to do other stuff. And I said, you can't do that with that. Another story I had of an individual who was, was really addicted to YouTube. And I said, you know, you realize that YouTube is the second largest search engine and they've got an They've studied your behavior and they've got an algorithm yeah. that's pointed back at you to get you addicted because they want you to sell at and it's in their self-interest. And I said, you know, have you realized that, you know, that's addictive? And she basically said she had surrendered herself to that. And I'm like, mm. but you want me to coach you on getting things done, but you surrendered yourself to just let that happen. I'm like, in this moment, what do you learn about yourself? And that was, well, I want to be able to restrain myself. So for, I don't know, six weeks, I said, okay, well, how you doing? Really wasn't making a lot of progress, which kind of goes back to this paradox saying, I should be able to control myself, but I can't. And actually yeah. owning that and walking in and saying, I got to get rid of that, I got to get a foot cone or whatever. I find that to be a common problem. I should be able to do that. And they harp on that. And they don't actually admit, well, I should, but I'm not going to. I need to accept that. Yeah. Well, and it's sort of, you know, again, let's come back to the alcohol example, because I think it's a little bit more obvious or it's a simpler example. The idea of like, I should be able to go to a bar and not have a drink. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I, I guess, or, or not. I don't know. But, but history seems to tell us that you don't, regardless of the should or shouldn't, you don't, right? So like, if you're in a bar, you're going to drink probably, or you're much more likely to drink in a bar than outside of a bar. So, you know, so, but I think that this, this is kind of a common thing. Well, I, I guess for all of us, but I think for folks with ADHD, the common angle on this is taking this kind of looking at yourself through the non-ADHD lens or holding yourself up mm -hmm. to the non-ADHD expectation. And there's this source of, there's this feeling of difference or of shame or something that I should just be able to do this, um, which is, I don't know. I guess if it works, then whatever. But if it isn't working, and if history is telling us this does not seem to be working, um, you know, then having the awareness of I need to do something different here. Either I need to change my yep. expectation, and perhaps that's what she did by surrendering yep. herself to it. Um, although I don't think ultimately it's really what she wanted, or she wouldn't be paying you. Um, you know, or having the awareness of there are other people who can go to a bar and have one drink. There are other people who can go to YouTube and watch one video. Yep. I am not one of those people, at least not now, not at this moment in time. Right. So like, yep. I am aware of that. I'm aware that I need to do things differently, which is kind of like you being aware of the fact that like, look, yeah, I'm going to stop a conversation, send a quick email. Give me a sec. 
right? And, <laughs> and being okay with it. Yep. Absolutely. Tell you what, we need to go to break again. Um, we come back. I want to kind of bring this around full circle um, and talk about uh, that notion of being self-aware and owning it and kind of going a different direction. Uh, before we go to break, our secret word is Ari. And with that, you need to go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. There's a ton of resources. He's got his podcast, access to his book, et cetera. So with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're having a great conversation with Ari Tuckman about being aware of self-awareness. And um, I'm just going to tell a couple of personal stories. And one here that Ari probably doesn't even know about that he's involved in. Um, I got into ADD coaching back in 20, 2007. And when I got, everybody said, you got to write a blog, book or you got to do a blog because that's what you did back then. And I'm like, I, but I don't write. And I was like, ugh. And I'm like, everybody, I mean, was, the pressure to do that was overwhelming. And I finally, like, I just can't do that. And so this, this was actually started this really podcast was started as a result of me not wanting to write so I can make a name for myself. And it's interesting because, you know, we've been consistently rated the top three podcasts on ADC of all time. And I go back and I go, I've, I've learned a ton from the experts and kind of got to the end goal uh, a way other people didn't because I did it differently. Attention talk video was done because I was just looking for another library. Fast forward, I still thought I needed to kind of get in print and I'm like, I, I just, I don't write. So I had a great idea one time. I said, hey, Ari, let's write an article on boredom. So Ari was the mastermind of that. I had some ideas. We thought we went back on it a couple times, and I actually got published for the first time because I didn't do the way you're supposed to. I kind of teamed up. And since that time, I've been published a couple other times. But it's not been in a way like I just dictate a stream of consciousness. I send it to somebody. I tell them what I want them to say. They kind of clean it all up. There's a couple different revisions. But I let go the fact that I'm not a very good writer a long time ago. And I got to tell you, Ari, it's been really freeing. I mean, really, really, really freeing. And you probably don't even know that first article we wrote was like, I was like, Ari, he can write. Let's jump on that. <laughs> I do remember that article. But, but here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't remember it as being anything of a problem, right? I nope. totally felt like you absolutely carried your weight. And writing is, I'm quick and easy, like I'm lucky in that way. Um, but so we were a good match, I think, yes. in that regard. So like, it's kind of like ain't a problem if it ain't a problem, you know? <laughs> um, so, but there's definitely a lot to be said, like that, that self-awareness can be very freeing. 
not just from sort of shame and guilt, but also it frees you from continuing to slog away at things that don't really work that well. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. it's sort of, here's a non-ADHD story, but um, I got this friend of mine. He's a, this guy named Joe Court, who is, he's a sex therapist, has written a bunch of books on and presented on, you know, various aspects of sex therapy. But um, we're having a conversation about working out with a trainer. And I was telling him that, you know, before COVID and all, um, you know, I would work out like semi-private, meaning I need someone to give me a routine spot me on my bench, but mm. otherwise just point me in the right direction and I'll do the rest. Um, and he's like, oh no, not me. I'm voice activated. If I don't have someone standing right next to me, it doesn't happen. Right. So he knows it, Like yep. He knows for himself, that is how he will get in shape. So um, no excuses, no shame, no whatever. Like, and at the end of the day, I think it matters a lot more. Do you get the job done? than it does how you got the job done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leverage that story and transition to another story. And that is, for those that don't know, most of you do know, but I was a competitive swimmer, ranked in the world at one point in time back in the early 80s, swam for the same guy I coached Mark Spitt. Anyway, all that being said, he swam four hours a day. Clearly, I can exercise. <clears throat> Got out of college, did triathlons for a while. But anyway, bottom line is since 1988, I've been a different person over the years, but I've always had a workout partner. I still swim today. Rarely is it by myself. And if it is, it's a lot less yardage, it's a lot less intensity. It's just going through the motions. And I know it. Yeah. If I'm going to work, I got to, I'm in Tampa. I'm jumping fences all over Tampa Bay because where I'm going to work out to where my friends are going to go to because it's there. And I own that. Fast forward. Oh, let me back up. I've done a lot of presentations on this because exercise is a repetitive, boring task. That's why people with ADC have difficulty. I pointed out that those that are successful are stimulating their brain somehow. Let's fast forward back to, self-awareness. I've been coaching a guy at one time for a couple of years and we came up on a topic and I said, well, what would it look like? How, how can we do this? And he basically came up with this idea of something that he was going to do every day uh, on a regular basis. And I said, let me ask you a question. This is a routine task that you need to do every day. Yes. Tell me a time in your life, in your entire life, where you were <laughs> able to do that for 60 days. Anything. Uh, I guess I haven't. Okay, great. Why do you think you're going to do it now? And the, the point really was he wasn't self-aware at that point in time. He didn't own it. He was still going through the motions. And I'm like, you know, you got to own it at some point in time, which goes back to there's a lot of people that I know that go through that stuff that they go back because they're just going to try harder and they've already proven that strategy doesn't work. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this show is I heard a quote somewhere that self-awareness is probably one of the most solid predictors of success. I didn't realize that, but that's why this topic is so important and encouraging people to own yourself because you can do so much more if you just do what works as opposed to shaming yourself and saying that you should do this because you can shit all over yourself and shaming yourself. You can't treat ADHD through the lens of blame and shame. I love that. Yeah. Quote. Yeah. No, I think, I, I love that quote as well. And I think that it, I totally believe it as well. And it, you know, it, it sort of reminds me of kind of this, this idea that if you're, if you're not self-aware, if you keep pushing yourself to say, I should be able to do it this way, you know, probably it's not going to work out that well anyway, right? It's not actually really working or even, I don't know, just 
just before this, I recorded um, a podcast with Roberto Alvardia, who's, you know, a friend of the show. Awesome guy. Everybody yep. knows oh, yeah. him. Um, and he told this story um, about how back in the day before he was diagnosed, um, he'd get good grades. He's a smart guy and he would work hard. But it was a freaking train wreck <laughs> how he got there, right? Like he'd stay up all night and he'd, you know, then he'd get sick. And like it totally was his his transcript looked fine. But his life was terrible, yeah. you know, and that there was this moment of realization of self-awareness where he was like, yeah, this isn't working. Like by the measure of my GPA, it's working, yep. but only by that measure, um, you know, or the adult with ADHD who might be doing fine at work, but they're working like 12 hours a day and their partner is not so fine. Like their relationship is not quite you know, doing yep. as well as their work is. Um, or there's that fear of like, God, if they only knew, you know, if my boss only knew how much work I did at home in order to get this stuff done. Um, so there's that whole kind of imposter syndrome. And, you know, I think it's much to the extent that you can. And I totally understand that sometimes, depending on your situation, you can't quite do this. But to the extent that you can, to, you know, be a bit more honest with yourself and from there to kind of figure out what your options are. Oh my God, you, you sparked a story. I still want to tell this. So um, I've been doing this attention talk radio for I think 12 years. I've got tons of stuff. So this is, I'm speaking to the imposter syndrome. So it's 2014. Um, I'm interviewing Autumn Zatani. At the time, I think she's still there, but she was in charge of the curriculum at Sesame Street, the, the YouTube channel, the website, the TV show, the, everything. And I'm interviewing her on self-regulation because in season 43, the season was dedicated to self-regulation. The whole thing was called Me Won't Cookie, Me Wait. And we were talking about emotional self-regulation and what they were doing. And I was airing this show during ADHD Awareness Month. Now, I was so grateful because Sesame Street, you know, they allowed me to air it, but they also gave me the rights to the graphics, Cookie Monster, the whole thing. That's not something wow. I normally do. I'm like, this is Sesame Street. This is kind of worldwide. Now, all right, imagine this. I'm on the second floor of my house where my office is, and the internet's not so good up there. So whenever I did the radio show back then, I had a 100-foot Ethernet cable that went from my laptop <laughs> down the stairs, rooting over to the other side of the house, to the, to the router. And I used to have this big stuffed dog. We call it Snugly. And I would sit there. I've got the laptop on the ground. I'm laying down. My chest is on it. My hands are in front of me. And I'm interviewing. This is Sesame Street going, oh, my God, if they only knew what a knucklehead I was, they would like, shoot me. Anyway, the content was good. I was really kind of proud of it. But I'm sharing that because that's a true story. This is how this stuff works. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. And sometimes our emotions, like, just look up at these people as or these things as if they're not. And I'm telling you, it was as simple as that. And I've used that um, that that interview over and over and over. And so I felt like an imposter, but I actually wasn't because I've talked to other stories about that. So, and I'm sure you've had some stories like that in the past um, at some particular type of level. But again, yeah. again, just looking at yourself and saying this is what I can do is, I think, it's really really important. Yeah, let me tell a quick story about <laughs> Autumn Zatani. So. She was um, a keynoter for the Chad conference, yep. I don't know, probably back around that same time. And she, you know, had PowerPoint slides as always. And then she switched over to play a, a video, a segment from Sesame Street. Yes. So in the process of switching, it, it then showed on the giant screens, it showed her desktop. 
which had about 8 million things on it, right? It's <laughs> totally jammed up with stuff. And so she says, and I thought this was so funny. I mean, I remember it seven years later, right? So I thought it was so funny. She says, she bends over to the mic and says, nobody look at my desktop, right? <laughs> so like, there's a self-awareness there, but it's also, there is, there's a self-acceptance, yes. right? Like she didn't feel bad about it. She turned it into a joke. But also the reason why it was funny is because everybody can relate to it, yes. right? Like that's what made it funny. <laughs> um, but I thought it was just this awesome, like off the cuff, just like yes. awesome, brilliant little moment. So, and I, yeah. I was there and she did it so fast. It's like she didn't think about it. It was hilarious. Like, yeah. boom. And then when you say that, it reminded me of, you know, whatever you do, don't think of a pink elephant. So then everybody, right. like, if you're not watching, you like Kevin Swinton, but she did it with such style and grace. Um, I, that was a great story. So. Anyway, need, need to pull this thing together, but at the end of the day, the whole point of this is, I, mean, I really do think self-awareness is a solid predictor of success. Those with ADHD struggle with self-awareness. I, I personally think a lot of times it's because you actually have to confront yourself. You actually have to accept yourself that you might not be kind of what you, you want to project as an image. However, my, my, I got, I, this is just to me, this is not everybody, it's not advice. I found that when I accepted myself as imperfect, I kind of was more perfect because I wasn't playing a game with myself and yeah. it opened up a lot. It got rid of a lot of stress. I began to manage myself and I, it kind of helped me move myself forward. And I just really want to motivate people to say, if you're struggling and you're just trying harder, you're not owning your ADHD. And a lot of times it goes with self-awareness and saying, okay, this is not maybe what I should do, but this is what I will do and kind of play the ball for there. So as we close yeah. this out, any final comments? Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. I think it's about, you know, knowing yourself well and going from there. And I think that, you know, all this stuff out there on ADHD, whether it's, you know, this podcast, all the other podcasts, the work of Chad and Ada, um, you know, seeing a therapist or a coach, maybe taking medication, all that stuff, I think ultimately is about in increasing self-awareness yes. and from there kind of increasing options. Yes. I so, couldn't agree with you so, yeah. So it's all about kind of empowerment. It's about agency. It's about having the ability to make the choices that you want to make. Um, and, you know, yes, definitely ADHD puts its own spin on that. But let's also be really clear. This is a universal process. Everybody's got to do this based on who they are and their strengths and their weaknesses and their preferences and their situation. So it, I don't know, I've got this line I've been using, you know, a lot since my ADHD After Dark book, that um, ADHD doesn't invent new problems. It just exacerbates the universal ones. Absolutely. I love that quote. So the one, one last thing is I have, I've learned over the years, you can just try harder and you're just going to live in anxiety for the rest of your life trying to do things that are unnatural. Or you can try hard to put yourself in the right environment where you don't have to try so hard. It's effortful, yeah. but long run, it's a hell of a lot easier uh, than just grinding the stuff out. So with that, Ari, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. It's fun to hang out. Everybody, our secret word is tonight is Ari. Again, check out his website at adultadhdbook.com. Uh, and with that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Mm -hmm.